That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. <laughs> All right. He he won't. He won't. He'll get oh, drunk no, that, and pass that, out. That, that's why nobody get paid him any heed when he said, "Dad, just putting it out there. If anybody wants to change it to Saturday, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna do that so you can disappear Saturday. Yeah. We'll still be walking oh, home man. on Saturday. Fuck off, blokes. Uh, uh, welcome to Bad Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits in the midst of. Riots and pandemics and everything you could imagine, we come to you bringing the latest and greatest and classics of Batman. Big panel. It's in the big news tonight. Big panel. Um, let's get the OGs out of the way. I got Bad Force Tom in sunny California. Hey, guys. We got Grandpa Batman in Texas. Howdy. Got Robin Cross in Canada. Dink and Flicker. Got uh, Grumps in New York. Booga, booga. Justice for George Floyd. And oh, man. today's a big one because um, <clears throat> we got two uh, two longtime friends have officially earned their Bat Force badge and they have lit the candle and put one arm up and swore to, took the oath to the Bat Force. Introducing our good friend Teases from New Jersey, now a member of the Bat Force. Believe me. And as well, our good friend Slam Dunk Dave, a.k.a. Dunk, a.k.a. The Dope Knight. From upstate New York, a Bad Force member now as well. Dope. All right. A lot of, lot, lot of carrots in this stew, as they usually uh, say. So uh, tonight we're covering a classic, continuing our run through uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's New 52 Batman run. Uh, we are covering Death of the Family tonight. Um, and this is the second time I've read it. And I have to admit, I believe I enjoyed this story the second time around more than the first time i don't know why but um obviously you cannot go wrong with greg capullo's artwork and there's still a lot of detective work in the story as well so before we go through the story um what do you what were your guys initial thoughts for the second time around or whatever uh same thing as what you were saying uh, this is the first time i've re done a proper reread of any of this stuff since when it was coming out and it uh, it sort of took me by surprise how much i did enjoy it yeah. I just I didn't remember how much I liked it. Mm. It really shows how, you know, following Court of Owls, which you know you guys did an awesome review on the last episode, um, how Snyder was really getting into the the horror and detective aspect of of the Batman mythos, mm. and especially since Joker had been away for twelve months, yeah. they hadn't used him in a year. Yeah, and, and very brief. Like, the New 52 started, he appeared in Detective Comics issue one, having his face removed by Dollmaker, and then he was completely gone for a full year. Mm. If if I remember correctly, I think that Scott Snyder also said that, you know, he purposely didn't want to use Joker in, like, the first, you know, 
first yeah. year or so yeah. of uh, yeah, his Batman run because yeah, it, just it, felt, it would seem so predictable. Yeah. Well, it was predictable, but also kind of intimidating. And he wanted yeah. to kind of, yeah. like you guys said, create his own mythos, kind of, you know, get get off the ground and get going, mm, yeah. and then well, take on the big, you know, the big bad guy. Yeah. Didn't didn't his plans change when uh, you know uh, Joker got his face cut off? That was, I think that was, uh, so from what I remember is DC, well, someone's mixing himself a drink right now. That sounds lovely. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. (laughs) (laughs) From what I remember, uh, DC uh, was purposely trying to fold uh, fold out new villains in the new 52 to give new readers a chance to um, not feel like they had to be caught up with anything that had been happening, so... Uh, I don't know whose idea it was to to like. I guess I think they just put Joker in that first issue of Detective Comics to explain why he wasn't around. However, it was fucking badass that they cut his fucking yeah. face off yeah. and uh, chose that's how to do it. Um, I do recall, and I, I, I was going to ask you guys. I don't remember the truth to this, and I might be confusing it with the um, it's part of the Morrison run. But part of the Morrison run. He gets shot in the head, right? Like he gets shot right in the head. Yeah. Early on. Joker. Yeah. Okay. And what does doesn't the bullet go through his brain? Uh, or I can't remember how it was explained because I, I thought I remember, remember. I remember Tony Daniels saying that when it was told that he would have Joker for the first issue to play with, like he they're like you need to put Joker in your first issue because he's gonna go away. So something has to happen to him. I don't know if it was his idea or whose idea with a face. But t- I remember t- uh, so- reading somewhere, Tony Daniel wanted to give him a lobotomy, but DC oh. was like, "No, you can't give him a lobotomy because um, we're not cha- <laughs> we're not changing the Joker like that. We're just having him go away for a minute." Yeah, it has so to I be something he can come back from. Yeah, but so I don't remember where exactly the face cutting off or who that came from specifically. But I thought that was interesting that Tony Daniel had this like idea that he wanted. DC's told him no, but you can still use him. You just got to tweak it, and then rather than giving them the lobotomy. Um, to get the face, the face off. Uh, but something, um, going back to the death of the family, and I remember specifically the time, like the environment that this book was coming out, the storyline, because it was like 2012 or 2013, right? And Snyder, oh, Snyder and Capullo had already been on for like a year and a half or two years doing the Batman thing. And I remember like, it was fucking massive. Like Batman, the Batman title at that time was enormous. And what I remember feeling about it is um, they had a big death in the family signing in uh, at Fat Collectibles in Anaheim, which I, I don't know if it's still there. If it is, it's at a different location. Dunk, actually, you and me went to the new Fat Collectibles when you were here. Remember that? In Anaheim? Um, so we yeah, went to... Was, uh, that place is pretty dope. Yeah, it used to be way bigger, and the guy explained that it was across the street. It was way bigger, but they had this big death of the family signing. It was Scott Snyder, um, Adam, was it Adam Glass, uh, Norm Ratmond, uh, Kyle Higgins. Oh, man, I can't, I can't remember who else, but it was like six or seven people that were all at that signing, and it was for the crossover issues at, at like issue like oh, 13 or 14, and it was on this big billboard, like right outside of the comic shop, right on this main street in Anaheim. And it was like 
rock star status. Like it looked like a concert where it was like hundreds of people lined up outside of the comic shop, hundreds of people. And we waited in line for like, no joke, like three hours. And, uh, at one point they came outside and just started signing books for people in the line. Cause it was so big. But I remember thinking then I'm like, damn, this shit is fucking massive. Like everyone's reading this book. Everyone is liking the book. Everyone is talking about this book. So that's what I remember specifically about Death in the Family. It felt like it was like a, a one of the last times when it was like this like a uh, big pop culture thing in comics that it seemed like everyone was in on it. Mm. Yeah, the the timing and the way they played things out, like uh, having Joker be gone for a year and how well received, you know, because they they said, okay, we're gonna do this big relaunch. And we're going to prove that we don't need the Joker to do it. We're going to leave him. He's going to be gone for a whole year. And everything had still gone so well. And it was sort of like, oh, you, you think this Court of Owls thing was scary? You know, these, these people that hide in the shadows and, and, and kill some people. Then Joker comes back and he comes back like fucking Freddy Krueger. Mm. Yeah. And the, he's just this unstoppable. You know, when the first time you see him, he just walks into the GCPD and starts murdering officers and they're helpless. Yeah, that's a good way to start. Yeah, he's kind of a cross between Leatherface and like Hannibal Lecter as well in this one. Just uh, yeah, really crazy. It, and I, and this was a big crossover with all the titles under DC yeah. pretty much. Did you guys collect all the individual titles just for those cool covers that had the Joker mask on them? Yep. I did. I, I collected all the issues, even the ones that uh, look at each title if I remember correctly, I think each title, the first tie-in issue got the die-cast cover, but then the next one didn't. Because mm. it's, a, it's a big list of tie-in issues. So for anyone that wants to collect all the issues, you can either collect singles or there are different collected editions. But the main series that you can get by just on its own is Batman 13 to 17, uh, Batman and Robin 15 and 16, Batgirl 13 to 17, uh, Catwoman 13 and 14, and then Detective Nightwing, uh, Red Hood and Suicide Squad, or uh, Teen, Teen Titans rather, are all 15, issue 15 and 16, and then Suicide Squad is 14 and 15. Mm. So it's 23 books. Yeah. So they, the, if you don't have them already, the collected edition is the easiest way. Mm. Yeah, it's Joker, the uh, death of the family. Mm. That's a nice trade right there. Well, we start off in this book. The very first panel shows the um, the water right right before the city and the ripples. But if you look at the ripples and the way he inked it, you could see like bats. I always thought that was kind of cool or like yeah. something that alludes to bats. And then that um, that truck right there, which I thought was really in that van, which I thought was a really cool way to start it. And then the lights just pop on. And the Joker is uh, <clears throat> pretty and much... And uh, the, the van itself, uh, the side of it says, forget me, not catering. Mm, yeah, because uh, he's been gone for a little while. And, like, you know, there's, um, I think, record flooding. And I think a wild, like, a cat gave birth to, like, a two-headed cat or something. So Yeah, the lion at the zoo and all these kids witnessed the birth and yeah. were all traumatized. Uh, the snow clogged up the river, so for a while the, the river had started flowing the opposite way that it that it usually does. So everything was getting all twisted in the city. Yeah. And those two-headed cats, that that's actually, I mean, it's rare, but it's actually a more common thing than, yeah. than what people realize. I mean, I just read a story last week about a 
a family that adopted a two-headed cat like that. Hmm. Damn. Damn. And you'll see it happen with like goats and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And Damn. Uh, we got Harvey and Bullock talking about up. these signs coming out. And um, I like the little suspense Capullo creates in the panels as the the van pulls up and the Joker gets out. <clears throat> and this is something right out of... Uh, I almost figure you guys remember the first Terminator movie when the Terminator goes to the precinct and just takes everyone out. <laughs> like I kind of thought about it with this one, only like Joker, he pops the lights off and starts cracking at all the different police officers in the building. Snap, snapping their necks. I like how much um, Gordon and Bullock, when they're out on the roof, how much they look like Sam and Twitch. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. And then uh, they crack the light back on, and it's Batman's there to, to see that pretty much every cop has been killed in the precinct except Gordon. Uh, and it's a really he, cool horror, horror element yeah. right off the I bat. I mean, he, he he makes Gordon almost look like a bitch here, man. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, basically, Gordon is alive at the end because Joker didn't kill him. Damn. Mm. Yeah, they made Joker really menacing, larger-than-life, dark entity. And uh, there was a build-up to him because now he's in the Batcave and uh, he's talking to Alfred about Joker possibly being back and um, how he's concerned for the Bat family. What uh, what issue was it in Detective Comics where Joker took the face back? I remember reading an, uh, a book where they had two two cops that were guarding the face in, in GCPD mm-hmm. and they were talking about how spooky was and and not wanting to be alone with it or something and then i forget which issue it was well, obviously it was right before death of the family came out but yeah. so if if it wasn't a part of death of the family uh it might it might have been issue 14 because issue 15 was the first tie-in issue mm-hmm. so maybe it was 14 yeah. yeah or it could have been earlier in it too just to keep planting those seeds well mm-hmm. i I don't think it was the whole issue. You know how like sometimes they'll put the little short story in the back of the oh, yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think tease. it was one of those, mm-hmm. and, uh, like a little sampler, a little sampler platter. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Little mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little taste test. <laughs> I like. Uh, we we cut we forward to that part where uh, Joker's broadcasting, and uh, he has a hostage saying that the mayor's gonna die. So this is taken right out of uh, uh, the Dark Knight movie. With Heat Ledger, but it's also, mm. um, it also pays homage to Bill Finger's Joker story when he announces who he's going to kill and at, at what time, which is midnight as well. So Yeah, uh, because one of, one of Joker's motifs in this story, uh, the way that Batman starts picking up on what he's doing, is that he's specifically reenacting his, his first crimes. Mm, right. And, son, of a, <clears throat> son of a bitch. So they got like every cop around the mayor at the moment and bats is in the elevator with surveillance as well when then all of a sudden he realizes that it was the cops that were poisoned with toxin and they're just pretty much smiling and dying right in front of uh bruce and uh and then we and then um this is really i kind of dig what he did here in terms of the uh parts that make up the components of the compound and it's like the three letters that, w- that he was talking about, additives, um, function, chlorine, ethane, and uh, aspirin. But aspirin was a, it was like a wild card. And, but yeah, those, that's needed. because he wanted it to spell ace for those components. So 
stretch but fun, right? So we mm-hmm. we cut over to the Ace Chemicals, which I love how Capullo drew Ace Chemicals. It's just so rusty and detailed, and it's really cool, man. You know we and um, he confronts the Red Hood, which uh, sets up a trap where Malik comes swinging, which is that's kind of cool too because even in this modern era, those big, larger than life Joker gags <clears throat> are being utilized in this story and uh the mallet knocks him into like this oversized what do you call that a vat right vat yeah yeah, yeah. and the a bucket <laughs> and the door's <laughs> shut but um it turns out um it's not really joker but it's red hood with some kind of device inside the helmet that it's i guess Har- it's, it's harley it's harley yeah, yeah it's Har- harley it's as red harley hood. as red hood but the actual helmet is transmitting what joker's saying and whatever but this and, is kind of uh, cool. Is one part, uh, that's one part where if you read the backups that are in the issues, uh, like Scott Snyder, James Tynan, and Jock had done backups yeah. uh, in the backs of these stories. And if you read that, you'll see where Joker is pushing Harley into into doing this. And yeah. he before he shows her that she's going to be wearing the helmet, he's threatening to cut off her face. Yeah, and she said uh, something like, if you do that, do you think you'll still find me beautiful? And he says... <laughs> I never said I found you beautiful or something to that extent. <laughs> and he's like, take off your clothes. I was in, yeah, but reading this Harley, even the way Capullo drew, I was like, wow, this is like right before or relatively before Jimmy Palmiotti ruins her and shit like that. But this is kind of like a cool looking version of Harley and in Gotham, even though it's kind of like post Joker, but I kind of dig her look here. It was pretty cool. Yeah. This is, this is kind of the beginning of the end for, Harley and Joker's relationship yeah. in the New Fifty Two, in, uh, in the beginning of that shit show series she had, but you know, believe <laughs> I just but so many horror elements. And we cut back over to uh, Wayne Manor where Alfred answers the door. It didn't even ring. Something's like scratching at the door. Yeah, and it's that two-headed cat, and that's if that doesn't make you, if that if that's not unnerving, I don't know what is. And then Joker's right there, and pretty much. Swings the hammer at uh, dude, that that splash page where he's swinging the hammer. Mm. I mean, that's iconic, Capullo yeah. right there. To to the point that that's the Greg Capullo Joker, uh, black and white statue. Oh, sh- oh yeah, snap balls. Sure. yeah. That's in the end of <clears throat> issue thirteen, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got that. Uh, I got that print. Signed by Capullo when he was in, I think Vegas, maybe mm. a couple years back. But that's a that's a damn so damn good piece right there. You can't pass that up if you say it. Mm. What does <laughs> what does Bruce do to escape that vat? What does he say? Did he get all this? He has control he, he, of the he, he has this, like Doesn't he have this like pressurized mechanism that kind of like pop? Yeah, he he makes the like the suit basically fire him out of there. So. Oh, because it looked yeah. like a laser pointer. For a second. I or think a he cig- farts. <laughs> it looked like a, a cigarette lighter, <laughs> old school cigarette lighters. Um, Both of gas. Very cool yeah. artwork. Yeah, he gets the methane from his ass. <clears throat> so he gets out of there and he hops in that great looking Batmobile. This is like the beginning of the New Fifty Two style Batmobile. That's a great looking Batmobile. And he comes back. Alfred's not home, but oh, Joker did leave a cassette tape wrapped up. That's when you're like, oh, fuck, why did Joker leave a cassette tape for Bruce Wayne? What the fuck is going on? 
Who the hell has a cassette player? Who has a cassette player? (laughs) What kind of billionaire has a cassette player in 2011 in his living room? He's he's still rocking the Batcave from the 89 movie. Mm. (laughs) Just in case. Do you notice how the the cassette player, when when it's on and playing, it looks like a Joker face? Oh, shit. That's what Gramps gets paid the big bucks for. <laughs> and it's in the volume and tone look like eyeballs that are all screwy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mic well, drop. Uh, Fucking Gramps, man. <laughs> but that's I mean, like an old school stereo system, too. Do you see like yeah. a huge button? Yeah. And it, it does make sense, though, that he would keep all of these uh, dead forms of technology just in case, you know, because times could come <clears throat> where he might need them. He's Batman. That's why. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I have a VCR. Yo, Gordon's definitely <clears throat> bitching out in this story, but he's in his bedroom right now, shit in his pants. He he's got some PTSD off of a, uh, you know, Barbara Joker. Oh, Joker. Mm-hmm. So you know the Killing Joke. This mm-hmm. is bringing back the Killing Joke. Yeah. Even though, uh, so we're in the bedroom and they're talking. Yeah, it's bringing up old, uh, old stories. Oh, and then he starts losing it. I guess he got infected with that toxin as well, right? He uh, starts like bleeding out. Well, not yeah. just that, but Batman tells him that he's the next target. Yeah. Because Joker had left a tape that said Gordon on it, but in yeah. my mind, that meant that Barbara, not, not Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. And and we'll find out why later on. Um, mm. Did you say target? <laughs> Target. Target. Yeah. Target. And uh, <coughs> so Bruce and so Dick. Batman pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I, I assume it's like a dart gun or something that he was gonna yeah. crank him if he if he no, wouldn't cooperate. Don't don't mm. try to defend him, Robin. Uh, <laughs> and Jim uh, Jim is refusing to to go into hiding because Joker has just killed nineteen uh, officers. Yeah. That's when he reaches in the door and touches the, the what pictures or whatever, yeah. which are probably coated with. Oh shit! Okay, and you see those? You see those old photos where Gordon is over Barbara in the hospital, and then the next one, yeah, the police officers are taking Joker away from the carnival. Mm. Now, at the end of Killing Joke, it's you know, kind of the the. Between the lines is left that open ended. Yeah, it's left open ended. You know, Alan Moore says it's a killing joke because Batman actually kills him. But here There's your answer. There's your answer. Well, I don't did did Alan ever say that? I know a lot of people always contended that. No. And what I felt uh, really settled the two arguments of killing joke was when the absolute edition came out a couple years ago oh, and shit. it has Alan Moore's original script mm-hmm. and it neither says anything about make it look like batman kills joker and it also doesn't say make it look like joker rapes barbara so so to me that that script being there just ends both of those arguments and alan moore apologist okay okay well i mean if if you had if you had oracle and the joker in the same continuity then obviously he didn't kill the Joker, so I never understood right. that reasoning well, as well. It was never intended to be part of canon. It was really just more of a one-off. But yeah, yeah, but then they, sp- they included it now. Yeah. All these yeah, fucking so nerds couldn't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> the internet happened and ruined everything. And then oh. we, we cut over to that bridge 
What what's so special about this bridge? Did Bruce say? Uh, uh, that was where they uh, they had their first encounter. Hmm. Yeah, and then uh, it's hooked. Then he blows the bridge, and then you have a bunch of uh, who's down oh, there? There's a whole Nightwing conversation that takes place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're skipping over some of the stuff here. So, Bruce had because Joker was repeating his the first time that they that they met when he was poisoning the water supply. Uh, Batman shows up there, and Joker then starts to lay out. Well, I knew how this was gonna go. You know, you were going to to stop the poison. You 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 have Nightwing ready to to blow the water system to stop it so it's my poison is only going to affect the first people it gets to and then you're going to do this and then you're going to do that so i went ahead and did this and this and this and this so i already accomplished everything and we're already done the people are dead mm. just like in um the court of owls you know in in this story here <clears throat> batman bruce wayne he he seems to be doubting himself a lot throughout it and he's also being very, you know, secretive with, with the other people, um, you know, the, the Bat family, you know, the Robin, Dick Grayson. He didn't even tell Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, that Joker was back in the beginning. Yeah. Um, that, that's all the essence of the of this story, though, right? Like, uh, the, the, the point of it is that Joker wants to, in his eyes, return Batman to his former strength. And that former strength meant not having these other people who can be collateral damage. So he sets out to show him that the family, the Bat family makes him weak because Batman can figure out every step of Joker's plan. He can call every bluff, beat him to every punch. But as long as he has these other people out there that he cares about, Joker's going to be able to have one up on him because he, mm -hmm. he's willing to go after those people. Mm. So he, he does have a point in that they do make Batman weak. So uh, really the essence of Batman's end of the story is that he has to learn to overcome that fear of involving them and you know, start trusting his allies to, to do what he trained them to do and let them be a part of it. Mm. Yeah, and we, Joker's also telling him that he knows who he is under the mask while uh, the GCPD show up. And then he's yelling over at Harvey, saying he knows things about him as well. Mm. Um, well, this yeah. is a it's a broadcast conversation to the yeah. whole Bat family and the whole yeah. GP, you know. So mm. everybody's yeah. Hearing. I love that page where he um, he's blown up basically the the water with the you know the people that lived in the condo that were I guess either drowned or poisoned in that water and he's blowing up and he's he's like announcing that he knows who they are and then that panel where he's like leaning backwards you know mm. I, I i just love that panel right there mm. if i could buy any page out of this whole arc it'd probably be this page right here like bitch yeah that that's uh that's the, the <clears throat> depiction of joker that I think is the best. Like it's what uh, the Arkham games did really well is having that that Joker. The way he's characterized is that whimsical, flamboyant, like a fucked up Willy Wonka kind of character. Mm. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas most of the everywhere. other, uh, yeah, where most of the other villains are, you know, big, scary brutes. He's just, you know, sometimes effeminate 
and uh, you know, not at all about being macho and tough. He's just twisted, silly. Yeah. And then that second panel, where or a third panel, where, where he says, you know, and I know who you are. I, I have to say, you sure are a bunch of. And then it's all expletive. What do you think Pussies. he says there? Yeah, you pussies. Think- <laughs> uh, what, what I I was thinking bitches, but yeah, pussies could work too. Like I I, I counted out the letters and was thinking, hmm, maybe he's saying you sure are a bunch of bitches. <laughs> oh man, that cracked me up. Mm. I loved it. Yeah, you're <laughs> all a bunch of pussies. It came out now. He could say you're all a bunch of millennials. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Then he then he blows up the GCPD cars, and uh, Bats gets free and jumps towards him. Uh, well, he he's broadcasting, you know, what to the to the bat family, and he's he's got you know he's kind of telling a joke, and he's like, you know, I know who you are. Batman's keeping a secret from you, a big one. And before this is all over, Batman's gonna actually be the one that kills you in a couple of days. Mm. Yep. And yeah, ki- that's that's why I was mentioning that conversation because he Bruce completely denies. You know, Joker knows or whatever. Yeah. To to Nightwing, which comes to bite him in the ass again. You know, obviously yeah. later on. They made they made this figure, right? <clears throat> Fig life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got it. I forgot about this figure. Still it makes one. you. It makes you want it now. It's a. Damn. Creepy. Literally, Fig life. Yeah, that Literally. exact look too. Mm. Makes me want to cut my face off. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Grams. Right, I was there, honey. <laughs> And, Wait uh, a year, find it, put it back together again. Wear <laughs> 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 it around. Shit. <laughs> then, then scare, you, then, scare my wife with it. Then you'd be wearing a face mask. And oh, good, really cool. Tom, that that video of you when you scared Lolo that one time—that's not, not <laughs> fucking funny, Tom. Yeah, it almost ended a divorce. So what? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Bruce wakes up. And he's surrounded by the Bat family at Wayne Manor. And then uh, Alfred walks in, but apparently Alfred's wearing the face of the Joker. That's <laughs> pretty fucking creepy in a surreal way. Yeah, yeah. He so Bruce wakes up in the house, and everything is seeming too okay to be true. Like everything just had a happy ending already. Yeah, this would make a cool animated movie, actually. And then uh, Bruce wakes up again in the Batcave. I mean, uh, yeah, the Batcave. And apparently, I guess this all did happen, but he must have went unconscious as he landed in the water from the bridge because they're talking about how uh, the toxin... Well, jo- been... Joker, yeah, Joker had poisoned him uh, while yeah. they were fighting. When when Batman punched Joker in the mouth, uh, it uh, cut his uh, mm. knuckles open. Yeah, and the toxin in the water, they was neutralized. It was lingering off. And he just wants the Bat family to get the fuck out of town, or just you yeah. know steer clear of this. And he go, he uh, goes back in terms of uh, old fights. I like how <laughs> Damien is just like, "Who invited you, Todd?" <laughs> and he, he's also really dismissive of Joker. Uh, yeah. He uh, says, "Well, maybe is. Joker used to be the this big problem, but." You know, he's washed up now. He let uh, mm-hmm. Dollmaker cut his face off, and then he disappeared to go lick his wounds. Yeah. My father can beat him. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My dad can beat up your dad. Yeah, so he just... Yeah, he just you know who Damien is? You guys ever seen that video of that, like, uh, like five-foot-nothing, like, white prep kid, like, drunk outside of a bar? And he's like, 
do you know who the fuck my dad the is? My father? Uh, yes. Yeah, Hands that's down. Damien. <laughs> oh, shit. You know who the fuck my father is? And it's like 300 pounds, 6'4 bouncer just fucking shoves him to the ground. <laughs> Not getting him to his bar. The kid the kid pops up. He goes, You're, you, you just fucked up. You just fucked up. Oh, fuck I don't you, think Damien. you fucked up. Never heard that. So, but, so, but Damien, Damien could have fucked him up, though. Oh, yeah. Damien would have cut his balls off and fed him to his fucking mother. <laughs> this part is, this part's great. Bruce does some detective work in terms of tracing one of those uh, pay-as-you-go phones, those burners, and it goes back to a Dylan McDyer. I guess he works at Arkham Asylum. And, well, did uh, you talk about the playing card yet? I don't, oh, we didn't get up to that yet. Oh, oh. I guess I'm reading the I'm reading the trade and it's a little different order. Oh, okay. Right. God damn, Gramps. Sorry. Hey, Jack. Your pants. I, I love how Bruce jumps right through family dinner on a Sunday, and mm-hmm. uh, just to interrogate this guy about what happened. <laughs> he t- he t- yeah, that. Yeah, th- this is uh, after the part with the playing card. Oh, did I skip <gasps> yes. it? Oh, did I skip it? Yeah, no, great. Yeah, what Gra- about Gramps the part is right. where he's getting grilled about? Oh shit! How the fuck? Damn! Damn! Your pages are stuck together. What have you been together. doing? It's a fresh. Yeah, the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the omnibus is a little different, I guess. You know. Yo, but I that sucks. So this is one of my favorite pages. Is that bat boat on the top panel? The way Greg drew all that, I love that yeah. bat boat. Simple yeah. but awesome, like effective. And uh, so he kind of so, has to divulge a secret that he's been keeping from the others. Is that um, you know, because Joker had said something about, you know, Batman has my calling card. And mm. they're like, what, what, what's he talking about? And yeah. he's like, well, it was one of our first encounters. And, you know, he kind of like um, in 89 where he had to fly a balloon full of gas out beyond Gotham. And then, you know, drove the Batboat back to through the caves and then back to the, the Batcave. And then in the water found a floating joker card <clears throat> and there's a that's yeah he thinks crazy that, shit he thinks maybe yeah. joker and jo- joker's insinuation was that he had gotten into the cave yeah but bruce is certain that he didn't make it but yeah. no one's believing yeah. uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and what yeah, do you do bruce <clears throat> put some gum on it and stick it to the side of the boat yeah okay, <laughs> yes. okay bruce so Bruce finds out from that guy that works at Arkham that the Joker was making them do things. So he takes a a ride to Arkham. Great looking Arkham. That Arkham in those four long panels kind of reminds me of the way the Arkham Asylum um, looked on the cover of Arkham Asylum, a serious place in serious earth. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, really yeah. Serious house and serious earth, right? Yeah, which we should be covering soon because that's, that's overdue as well. Um, that one's a mind fuck. Yeah, hundred mm. uh, percent. Oh, I meant the back issue right now that Jock did with the uh, the horse and uh, pretty much Joker enticing the Riddler to come out and join in the festivities that he has planned. Um, that horse thing is crazy. They, this, this this story actually is kind of a horror mind fuck as well with all the imagery with the the two headed cat and the the horse which we're about to read in and, and all this different all these different elements. Um, yeah, and there's more later, like you know, the, the living human bodies stitched together. Yeah, I like how in that that page that you know has Batman walking up into Arkham Asylum, you know he's talking and and he's talked about it several times <clears throat> throughout the story 
about looking at Joker's eyes and, you know, most people can express emotions with, you know, their pupils and, you know, things like that. But when he looks into Joker's, he just sees nothing but just like pure black evil, someone that doesn't care about anything. Mm. But he also talks about, you know, that on that last panel, um, it, it reads, yeah. it happens all of a sudden, just a tiny shift, but there it is. You stare back and you see it, the smallest flicker in the pupils, and still, and you say to yourself, see, beneath it all, he's just what you thought he was, a man. Because Bruce is wondering to himself, is Joker just a man, or or, or is he more? Yeah, I think it's, is, he, mm. is he like me, or is he something else? Mm. That's a nice setup said, for Endgame, actually. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. This whole book mm. is. Yeah. And, I feel like they go together pretty well, to be honest. Well, yeah, they they were uh, they were designed to. If you remember what Scott was telling us uh, at the time, uh, I think he was on just before Endgame uh, started, and he was explaining that Death in the Family or Death of the Family story was Joker coming to Batman from a side of love and showing him that you know he he wants to make him better, and right. then when when Batman you know turns that down you know he refuses that love and refuses to to say he feels the same way he comes back in endgame and that's when he's coming from the side of anger and now he's he's really out for batman's blood now. yeah what happened was uh they wanted him to do zero year for the 75th anniversary so that kind of like split things up if i remember correctly and uh that's what split up the the joker arc <clears throat> but when he's walking through arkham and each cell has a a guard dressed as Batman and a guard dressed as Joker, and they're all dancing. It's really disturbing when one of them says, "Help us, please. We've we've been dancing for days." And I'm like, it's pretty twisted, man. Just a <laughs> fucking Joker. And uh, the uh, the backups are really cool. We we just mentioned a little bit uh, where he sees Riddler in there. So he's sort of giving the other villains the opportunity to be involved, but he tells Riddler, "Well, you only get to be involved in this if you're at your best." So you at your best can surely figure out a way to get out of this cell. So let's see how good you are. And he throws in some poison gas. So he has you know, now a, a short amount of time to show that he can get out. <clears throat> in a previous backup, he also set up uh, penguin, yeah. right? You know, by, by killing off uh, several members of other mobs with an umbrella to make it look like penguin did it. And mm. he's like, okay, well I'll take the blame for it. And, but you you got to do this one thing for me, and, and I wanted to, you know, give the invitation, and uh, we find out later what it is, and it's mm. pretty pretty funny. <laughs> I when when I saw that again, I was like, this is like a typical penguin setup in every arc that you read in Batman. Unfortunately, you know, he always shows up at like a weird time, and he's kind of just like buying into like teaming up with someone and eventually he gets killed or something like that you know it's like mm. you you never really see the penguin kind of take over like joker has or you know there's always a hierarchy in that whole arkham asylum setup so mm. i found that to be interesting and, you're right mm. and he's doing some investigating and all of a sudden i love when he opens the door and you see this flame galloping towards him and he's like, "What in the?" And then all of a sudden, it's a horse on fire that just passed. out. just, and that—that's what was set up in that uh, that backup with yeah. Riddler. 
And then he's just surrounded by SWAT. That's crazy. He's guards okay. in SWAT gear. Oh, one of them has a bat on their chest, right to the left. Do you see that? Oh, actually, a few of them. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. A few of them have yeah. it. Now, in my opinion, this one single book right here is the best art of the whole series. Mm. And it kind of goes yeah. back to when we talked to, you know, to Kian Tormey, and he, he said that Klaus Jansen told him that more black on the page makes it more dynamic. And Well, let's be accurate. He yelled at him. Well, he screamed at him. <laughs> and, and this is where you can see that the more black that's on the page, plus the colors from FCO Placentia, mm. you know, just makes it pop. Yeah. Plus, on top of that, have you ever seen Batman punch a horse before? Well, now you have. Uh, <laughs> Bonsai! What, what more do you want? Scott what took some shit want? for that for a long time, man. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. From and... the horse community? <laughs> yes, from people from Texas. Then, uh, <laughs> and then we cut over to the Royal Tapestry, where's a... Uh... It's like he made him a human centipede. Yeah, pretty much uh, like a, what, a quilt made out of skin. Yeah, of actual human bodies. And the most twisted part of it is where Joker explains that he had Dollmaker craft this. And he thought that, you know, it would be easier to do it with dead bodies. But Dollmaker wanted to hook up feeding tubes to all the bodies to keep them alive. Yeah. Dope. That is fucking you see dope. Those three Same. You see those three guys hanging with their faces stitched together? Uh, to me, yeah. that's really reminiscent of... Um, Hellraiser Bloodline, there's a scene where the two Cenobites have a, a security guard in the center of them, and their faces kind of mold together like that. Yeah, like weren't, weren't they uh, Weren't they twins? Oh, yeah, that, they were. Uh, yeah, yeah the, something uh, attached oh, in between yeah, them right. and started two... uh, twisting their faces. Yeah, together. yeah, that's right. It was twins in there. Yeah, yeah just, that's what I thought about right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, nuts. And they're just saying, hail the Bat King, hail the Bat King. Mm. Yeah, because Joker's uh, whole motif with this is that everyone who's in here is part of it to make Batman better. They're here to serve him and make him stronger. Yeah. Well, he's really playing into the whole knight thing. Yeah. Mm. He's like making him a medieval king. Yeah. Like King Arthur. Yeah, going through the castle. Yeah, he's going through that winding brick staircase. Then he confronts the... Poorly designed New Fifty Two Mister Freeze with the stupid, ex <laughs> stupid exposed arms. Oh god! Don't get me started with the new art, that New Fifty Two origin story from that was terrible. That's just fucking terrible. Dude, but what's sick about that is he he freezes the horse that he's on and then he smashes its head off. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. more gruesomeness. Sheesh, jeez. Uh, that was a lot worse than Batman punching the horse. Yeah, it, it didn't get back up after that. And then we confront a, sh a shirtless Gordon who. Turns out to be Clayface. And then I like that device that he... It looks like that device from the video games that... I have from um, Arkham Knight. Yeah, what's that? What's it called that expels that, uh, like, electric pulses or something? Electromagnetic yeah, pulses. Yeah, the EMP gun. Yeah, like, it looks like it jams a right in his face. And he oh, has a cool one that he drops on. Because, like, he's, he's just pulling no punches as he goes through here. He He's not fucking around wasting time with any of these guys. He throws he that used... thing on Freeze's chest and says, stay still and it might not burn through your chest. <laughs> but didn't he use Freeze's gun on Clayface? Is that what? Because in the next panel, little panel shows yeah. Yeah, Clayface I, I with think his hand what throws there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you got a, he confronts Scarecrow and he has that nifty little 
rebreather mask, which I think we could all yeah. use right now. The mask. That's a good mask right there. And he, he just jams his fingers in a scare face, and and the and the toxins coming out of his ears. It's like that's like Looney Tune shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like he just called it a day. He was like, "Here, take that. Shut up. Leave me yeah. alone." What? What? Did, what kind of charge is that that he has in his uh, finger? Did he get that from somewhere? Or? It looks like it has a flesh tone to it. That charge that he uses to blow open that door. It's just some C4, you know. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's like putty or something. Or or some hubba bubba. <laughs> so he enters the door and he sees uh the court jester Joker at the throne with uh the judge two face, the uh the mentally sharp advise advisor um uh, Riddler and the uh what role does um uh, the penguin play? I forgot. That, it's it's kind of like an archbishop. Yeah, archbishop. Yeah, he calls him yeah. uh, your man of the cloth, Bishop Cobblepot. So this, this, uh, Nigma is uh, his strategist, mm. and then uh, Two Face is the judge. And you yeah. got, uh, and this I... this page here, or these this double splash man. This <laughs> just made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved <laughs> it, especially the guy that's Superman that's hiding down. He doesn't want to be seen. And uh, it's like uh, a little nod to Frank Miller as well, because he did the the fat Catwoman, and now you have this <laughs> image of a fat Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, so he wants the Dark Knight Bruce to take his rightful place on the throne as the Night King or the, whatever the fuck. <laughs> it's just with get... the Excalibur chainsaw. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, hooked up to a uh, jumper cables. I guess it's like a sword, the the sword in the stone kind of a yeah, symbolism. Scalibur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's kind it's of rigged weird. that the electricity turns off and on randomly, so they don't know if it'll be safe to grab. Yeah. So Bat cuts those wires, and then he, uh, the Joker traps the other villains. And they're not too happy about that. And he also reveals on a monitor that he has the Bat family, uh, as hostages. Yeah, and that ties into well, it's goes to the tie-ins, you know. In yeah. The, every one of the member of the Bat family confronts Joker and does not win. What's interesting is Bruce has to take the seat at the throne, and it's kind of like an electric chair. Mm-hmm. So he gets shocked, and then he wakes up in the Bat Cave. Right. So. Or is it underground? Are they in the cave, or are they just underground? I like how Joker just says, the jock, sit in, your in the ass jock pages. down. Uh, let see what the Jock Pages do. Jock Pages is the two face one. cool one. thing in this issue, if you, every time you see Joker, there's like flies around him. Yeah, because of the rotting flesh of the yeah. face yeah. mask. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at the so yeah we're at the point where Bats wakes up and he's at the head of the table. Where the Bat family's tied up as well in chairs, and their faces covered with bandages. Now, did you read the the sh- the the short story with uh, Harvey Dent making a play on on Joker? Yeah, yeah. Where Joker pretty much just talks him down, and 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 then they yeah, and they whips out that silver platter. Mm-hmm. Talking about are those are those jock pages backup stories or are they part of the uh the actual yeah, backup, backup, backup stories they're backup stories and that one with Harvey is so good because I mean he just 
he just shuts Harvey Dent two face down oh, because shit. he goes, you know, he basically just calls him out as a bitch, saying that you know what, all it took was a little acid for your ass to go finally fucking crazy, mm. like you always wanted to do, and act like one of the big bad guys that you used to take down. He goes, it was all there all the whole time. You were just being a fake. Mm. Kind of like, you know, how he's been calling the Bat family, you know, a bunch of fakes and, and Commissioner Gordon a fake the whole time. Mm. And, um, you know, Harvey pulls out a gun and points it at him. And he's like, you know, go ahead, shoot. You know, how do you know that? He's like, I'm the one that gave you the gun and the suit. So how do you know that maybe mm. that's not a gun that's set to shoot backwards or, uh, you know, shock that's you a, or that's yeah. another TDK not because yeah. he had also uh, he had also poisoned Riddler's suit that he gave him, yeah. so that he passed out right after he locked them up. Mm. He had already planned all this stuff out, and it's kind of yeah. like when in um, the Catwoman tie-in, you know, they fight and she gets her suit all ripped up, and he he gives her a new suit. And when she tries to make a play on him, it like freezes her up because he had booby trapped the, the suit that he gave her. And so he, he had set all this stuff up kind of showing how just like Batman, he's always got a contingency plan. Mm. Yeah. And the Jokerized Alfred looks uh pretty vicious as well. Well, we... looks a little bit like the outsider, huh? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I liked on that, um, you know, when, when Batman's waking up, you know, you see that image of like the skeleton bat coming into focus. Mm. Yeah. And Joker's talking about how you see it now. You see it just like I saw it. And it, it's kind of like when, you know, young Bruce Wayne first saw the bat when he fell in the cave and it left an impression on him. Yeah. Just like how when Joker fell in the vat of chemical. In his mind, he saw the bat too, and it, and it sparked, mm. you know, whatever insanity and fascination with Batman, also. Yeah, and this part is where really Scott really goes on a, <laughs> a bit long winded, but uh, you know, the whole speech about how, you know, basically he felt like the Bat family has slowed him down and he really needs the Joker to be at his best. And uh, turns out Joker put fake faces in those plates to make the bad family think that their faces were cut off um yeah all 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 mind games yeah and then it was at a point where joker just lights everything on fire make things easier but bruce knew that they were right below some kind of body of water yes and he said yeah uh at at least a pipe that he could blow so you know then the, the bad family learns that their faces aren't cut off while uh bruce starts to chase the joker only to realize that that little two-headed kitten, or whatever the fuck it is, had an explosive device sewn <laughs> in its head to release more Joker gas, so Joker toxin, Jokerizing the uh, the whole Bat family, which is pretty crazy. But uh, that coming into that part, uh, that's where we see Bruce doing what he needed to do to to beat Joker, because he goes off and chases him, and then Joker explains that well, I I've just gassed them again. And they're going to tear each other apart if you don't go back there and stop them. Yeah. And Bruce says, no, I'm going to trust them to take care of themselves. And yeah. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah, because they, so, uh, they were fighting it off. That's true. Like, and, and that's also like Joker's opportunity to 
help expose what he thinks is Bruce's weakness, which is his empathy towards the Bat family. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's giving him a choice and he's he's thinking that Batman is going to try to save his, you know, his family. Yeah. And that's that's what he thinks. You know, that's the whole point of this. He thinks that, you know, he loses who he is because he compromises the fact that he cares for these people so much. Yeah. You know? which, which for me is a, a flaw in this story. Well, uh, the, I, I kind of see it that uh, maybe not the way he intended, but Joker does succeed in both of the things he had been doing. One, he wanted to make Batman stronger, mm-hmm. and he does, but not the way, you know, he want Joker wanted him to be stronger by being rid of the family, but he, he gets stronger by learning to trust them a little bit. Mm. Uh, but also he does succeed in using uh, you know he's exposing the the secrets and lies that that bruce has been telling to the family to keep them in the dark he's exposing that to drive a wedge in between them mm. and he succeeds with that as well the family you know there was grass grass mentioned earlier about when bruce was talking about the joker's eyes and i, I don't I forget which part it comes up he, <clears throat> bruce says something to himself like something to the effect of did you see the love in the joker's eye and then i'm just like Man, maybe this whole thing is like he just wants Batman to himself. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, there's also the, a part in that <clears> book, <throat> and that was that was where he was walking up those steps to Arkham Asylum. He says, you know, basically the, the last caption of the thing says, you see uh, that flicker in his pupil, and it shows you that it was, you know, he was looking at him with love. Yeah, because there's of also, the... the- the first time it explains it, I think we jumped over that too. He explains uh, the thing with the the pupil is that it closes in, you know, to reflect anger or fear. And if it opens wider, that's showing uh, a, a sign of love. Mm-hmm. And there's another part um, in the book. I want to say it's real early, like maybe where Joker was in DCPD. I can't remember, but he... He called Batman his shadow, which I thought was real interesting because, you know, Joker sees himself and in his reality, you know, and especially in this story, doing something for the better good. And Batman is the dark resemblance of that. And, you know, a shadow only moves when you move. And it's also reflective of of your own shape. So. He sees Batman as much a part of him, um, just on the uh, the other side, the dark side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nailed it. And Joker sprays him in the face with the acid flower, which is kind of a cool nod to classic Joker. You know, I like I, I like all these little yeah, nods. You know that. Uh, you know, Scott definitely did a lot of reading and research to make you know for to make sure there's the historical foundation of the Joker in this book as well as some new He did that one specifically stuff. for you, boy. Yeah, for me. <laughs> I, I like the parts where uh, Batman starts putting a beating on Joker and he's punching him so hard that the face is getting all yeah, pushed I love around that. crooked <laughs> on him. I love it. And it reminds me of, I think it's in one of the Batman and Robin tie-in issues where he has uh, Damien. And while he's like, he has Damien here in this in this room, and while he's messing with him, he's hanging upside down, talking to Dean, like hanging upside down right in his face. 
but he's hanging upside down, but he has the face. He's wearing the face inverted, so his face still looks right side up. Yeah, so they're going at it, and then Bruce reveals, you know, tells the Joker that he knows who he is. He knows his backstory and whatnot, and he's about to tell the Joker, and the Joker just can't handle it. I think it's more like, in the end, Joker doesn't want to know who Batman is as much as... You know, Batman doesn't want to know who the Joker is, but knows how to play that card. And in the yeah. end, Joker falls off that uh, that cliff, and you can see his mask fall off as well. Um, and that was it. You know, this is really in- oh, that was kind of interesting. Where when you see his mask fall off, yeah. one eye has bat has bats in it. You know, looking from yeah. above, and then you cut over to Bruce's mask when one eye is just pretty much ruined from um, the acid that hit it. And then, uh, yeah, that, that, that Greg Capullo's got a future in this business. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, Bruce is looking through that book of empty pages where the yeah, Joker said. That, that was. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I was just agreeing with what you were saying. Mm. Joker was just bluffing the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Bluff. And then, uh, you know, everyone's Jokerized, but they get over it. Um, it's kind of like a DKR nod there with the. Everyone's just laying there by the rock, Jokerized. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, it's like really deceased. Hey, Alfred's up there in the morning. It's a nice looking Wayne Manor in the morning, sun shining, and uh, Bruce is taking care of everyone. Uh, and he recalls he recalls the story of when he visited Arkham Asylum as Bruce Wayne and visited the Joker's cell to show him the playing card that he left. And uh, it, you know, it turns out the Joker he just um, he didn't care at all. Like he didn't he care. didn't didn't show any recognition and yeah, yeah wasn't interested he didn't care he was beneath the mask and... but do you think that you know Joker knew who Batman was the whole time but he didn't want to he didn't recognize Bruce Wayne as the flip side of him he didn't want to have anything to do with mm. pretty pretty boy Bruce Wayne yeah. he he only wanted yeah. to deal with you know this, the this bat. real true self. Bat. Yeah. he yeah. knows. He knows that bat the bat the Batman is his real identity anyway, yeah, and who he really is, yeah, and and you know just like how he's calling Joe uh, Gordon and all the other people's fakes, yeah, and Bruce Wayne he, he is also, the fake side of 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 his adversary, and and he described how when Batman threw him into that acid as he uh, believes it that the acid uh, burned away the fake face, mm. yeah, and. and made him who he really is yeah and then uh bruce was supposed to meet up with the bat family but everybody canceled turns out yeah this is where we see the other way that uh joker was successful you know he drove that wedge in between them and nobody accepts the invitation to to come yeah and uh, that says a lot because i think it just reestablishes that the crown prince of crime is the king rogue ever to be able to do something like that it's you know joke is always going to be number one he's he's the head honcho and one of my favorite parts in this book is uh bruce in front of the screen with joker's face on it that says identity unknown which it should still always remain that is uh, how iowa will always look at the joker and um he was looking at that that last element in the toxin which was a uh, hanium which yeah. I don't know if that's a real element or not, but then the uh, element symbol is ha, as in ha ha ha, and the screen has one fly in it left. So that's kind of a that was a pretty that wasn't a bad ending for this 
story. That kind of ends like that movie, The Fly. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time I read it than when I originally read it. Because um, I picked up on a lot more things and like the detective work, like the unnerving imagery. It's it's, it's like a horror story. Yeah, that fly uh, that fly could have been from the mo- the movie The Fly. I mean, I think that he borrowed a lot from uh, horror movies as well as some classic Batman stories and uh, made Joker like this horror slash mastermind. You know? uh, and uh, and you know, I I was never that big of a fan of the Bat Family. So to to see him treat him like bitches was kind of fun. Uh, I just, uh, I, I, I do like a lone Batman. I can't. I do like a yeah. lone Batman. Yeah, it's 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 for that reason that I think it's important uh, that when we see everyone turning down the invitations to to come meet at the house, it's shown that they're all lying. You know, they're all making up excuses for not coming. They aren't actually busy. You know, we see Tim texts him, says something came up. I won't be able to make it, and he's just laying in bed. Yeah. Uh, Barbara says something about you know her her dad asked her to help him and she's just sitting in a chair at home and Jason's in a bar you know, Damien's just uh he went to another location to train that day and you know, everyone's just not interested socially distancing yeah. they're socially distancing it's like, it's like as much as they are a family at the end of the day they're not a family because yeah. they all have their doubts you know yeah. Joker called them out for bitches. Joker, Joker bitched out everyone. But but long, the but that, that's the problem for me anyway. That's the problem. How long does this last? Mm. It doesn't have lasting effects. Yeah, well, you know, Endgame would be a good... Uh... At, at the end of the day, Batman is paying for all their toys, so they got to come back around to Big Daddy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like any family. You can get mad at your family members, but you're going to come back around. Yeah, because Bruce is... Releasing those stimulus checks, so you know they're gonna want to stick around for that, you know. So, so uh, you know, obviously, Greco Pool's artwork is f- absolutely fantastic in this as well. I just and uh, Jock stuff in the uh, in the backups too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jock did a great um, Joker in that, you know, that horror element, that moody horror. And uh, I just I love how Greg draws Batman investigating things in the dark. You know, I just you saw it in Court of Owls, and you see it in this too, and I just I just love that element. So, um, he he actually fit a lot into these four issues, right? This was only four issues for the main story, wasn't it? Is that? Uh, it was what five? Was it five? I don't know how many. Five. Yeah, yeah it was five, a five. 15, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, right. five okay, issues. Okay, that's, 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 that's a good chunk. Yeah, that's not bad. So, yeah, I um definitely enjoyed it a lot more the second time. So, uh, I guess we'll do a roundtable. Uh, I guess we can start with Teasy uh, out of uh, out of five beliefs. What do you think, Teasy? Beliefs. I'm gonna give it um a little under four. Okay. Oh. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, like I told you, I'm like, I think the artwork really is the strongest part of the story arc. Um, hmm. like like Rum said before, it's a little choppy with some things, but. Overall, coming off of Court of Owls, which was a huge spike in the story, I felt like this was a really cool um, opening to kind of Joker just showing up after a year. But Mm. visually, I thought it was really good. But I felt like some parts were a little choppy, a little cloudy. But um, overall, I thought it was really good. You know, I I like how Greg kind of 
just keeps going. And, you know, he's like you said, his details, the way I feel like the best part, the strongest part of the story is just the fact that Joker is always leveraged through his he just sells fear. You know, he, he knows you psychologically, even down to like Jim Gordon. He said, like, you know, some days I just stay underneath your bed and I like to listen to your biggest fears. And he gets into your head. And that's something that really separates uh, Joker from all the other uh, rogues mm. that makes him the best, you know, yeah. like yeah. psychologically. And and I think they tie that back up, like from what you said, when Bruce kind of flips through the book and it's blank, mm. there's no substance because like Joker is just selling the whole ideology of fear and you're almost eating yourself alive from it, you know, mm. so that, that that's what makes him the best, you know, like. Mm. He doesn't work with much, but mm. that's what makes him the most keen um, of all the rogues, you know. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I, I would say just slightly under four, maybe you know four out of five, just a little Ooh, under four. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I love the art, you know, Greg. Mm. Like you said, you know, it's a nice little nod to all these horror elements, and Greg has had that history of really whether it's from Spawn or, or doing some other horror projects, he's brought that element into that universe. And it's really, it's a whole new Joker that you've never seen before. Mm. And it's really interesting. He's believe him. You know, like, believe believe. Him. Four, um, four to five. Oh, shit. He, he just oh. upped it a notch. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Talk, he, talked he, himself, he out talked himself up a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. All right uh, what about uh, the dope night? Out of four out of five dupes. Uh man, um I'm gonna say probably like a three point five. Oh shit. Booker. This is a new grump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Nah, yo, it's a. Uh, everyone's grumping. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh quarantine you know, got two guys grumpy. <laughs> got all this time to think, you know. Um I don't know, it's a the, the art's phenomenal, as Caesar said. And the horror element is uh, definitely there. A lot of great nods when you look at DTR or horror movies. Uh, the mosquitoes and some uh, the the flies. And a lot of scenes are just like sprayed around around his face, is and they just pop around just to add that you know like um, that element of the fear or the horror uh, of how gross the situation is. Mm. Um, the way uh, Joker manipulates everyone and has him pretty much in the back of his, in his back pocket. Um, it's, you know, it's what we expect from the Joker. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a great story, great Joker story, but you know, uh, there's, there's better ones to come after this. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, Believe. So, so 3.5 it is. Oh, dunk stand in the ground. Damn. Let's see if the grump Damn. can now grump him. You merely <laughs> adopted the grumpiness. <laughs> you just challenged uh, the grump. I was just, I was just, 3.5, like, it's, I, you know, I, I hate the thought that, like, maybe you guys or a lot of people, like, like, their work doesn't hit for me, but that doesn't mean I don't think it's quality stuff, like, but it's just, first of all, the, the title of the story doesn't, like, Death in the Family reverberates in 2020. Mm. Every time you see Jason Todd, this story was, uh, for me, uh, a toss away. Mm. Uh, then 
it just didn't hit with me. But there's some cool stuff, like the horror stuff that I saw. You know, was I, I maybe just glossed over before. It was pretty cool. Mm. Um, the art, as always, is great. Mm. I kind of I had a thought, like a crazy thought, like man, man, like just art doesn't kind of match up with the story. The art is bright, and it's I don't know, like. I wish maybe it was a little more gritty or whatever, but, uh, you know, uh, the stuff with the family, like, eh, you know, he needs, he needs the family for every other villain except the Joker. Yeah, no, stay away from that guy. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, 3.5, though. It's, it's not as bad as I thought it was, but uh, mm. nice. it's just not for me. But, like, uh, I know we're going to do Endgame in the future, so mm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's the one right there. What do you think, Robin? Uh, I was going to go four, but fuck you guys. I'm going to go 4.5 now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I, I am a big fan of all the horror elements. I think all that stuff is really well done. And all of the little things that are set up right in the beginning that come into play later, like when we first start learning that Jim had uh, had these stashes of smokes all over the place and he had challenged the cops to find them and he didn't think they actually would. Hmm. It starts to sort of make you think, oh, who was actually finding them then? And we get the confirmation later that at least one of them, the one that he thought only Barbara could find, Bluebird. the one under his bed, uh, was you know, the, that one was Joker that found it. So right from the start, we're sort of led to think that he's been around a lot more than than everybody thinks. And that's actually a, another thing that uh, I think comes up in Endgame. Uh, we we find out uh, a little bit more of where Joker actually was uh, through all this time. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I love the horror elements. Um, and that the end didn't go for shock value. You know, we we didn't see a major character be killed off just to, to make it a big ending. Mm. You know, it, it, it just uh, ended on its own, you know, uh, of its own accord. It didn't uh, need a big shock ending to, to close things out. Right, uh, Tom, how, what do you think? I'm going to add a fire. Uh, I mean, now that we got the fucking Snyder haters out of the way, Jesus. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, I was just kind of like thinking about, all right, like, where does it stack up next to Court of Owls? Court of Owls for me was just like great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Court of Owls was so strong, like for for like a, a reboot, you know, New Fifty Two kind of thing. Hard to top it, so I would have to say that like this was maybe what'd you say, Robin? Four point five. Yeah. I mean, it was, I liked it. So it was, I still enjoyed it, especially with this reread. Uh, I remember fondly the time and how, um, like, the rock star status of everything at the time felt like. And I remember um, specifically pulling the books monthly and, you know, the excitement of getting the next issue, getting the variant, looking at the diecast covers. So I'm going to take everything into consideration. I'm going to say, like, four point, I'm going to say, like, 4.75, 4.475. Damn. Um, just because I I remember I remember this storyline very fondly, and uh, personally I think that Greg's art wasn't as good as Court of Owls. I feel like Court of Owls was just like he just punched it out every issue. It seemed like he was probably out there to prove a point, so he fucking like made sure he sat down and got meticulous with everything. There's a lot of great art in this, but there's sometimes it felt like maybe he 
found his groove, got comfy, and um, I don't know. I just the the art was great in a lot of moments, but then it just didn't just pop as much as Quarter Owls. But then again, I think it was a cool Joker story. I like how I love the whole fucking cutting the Joker's face off. That whole thing is is fucking badass to me. Um, I in in the way that they use Joker, like they didn't try to just use Joker. Like they were like, all right, what are we gonna do to make this really fucked up and crazy? Like what what can we do to like make this guy like scary you know mm. so yeah uh, Gramps what do you give it old Gramps well I'm gonna give it about a three damn because damn. because because I'm an he animal just, lover he just and he punched a horse <laughs> and he punched a horse and he blew up a kitten with two heads it's called death of the family and no one fucking died I wanted them all to die <laughs> Damn, Grant. Um, but it's it's sort of killing the family if he tears them apart, though. Well, I mean, metaphorically, but you yeah. know, I'm a kind of very literal guy, and I can um, see that. <laughs> so, no, I mean, it's a good story. It's not a perfect story. It, I don't feel like he nailed the landing at the very end. Um, I kind of was wondering, you know, Joker makes this very special. Joker toxin and even explains that this is a, a new blend, but they get over it just through some willpower. I don't get that. And then um, he makes Gordon look like a real bitch. I didn't like that. Um, even though I could see why he would have some PTSD, but I don't know. I mean, it's a good story. It's it's definitely worth a reread. I, I wouldn't call it a, uh, a classic, but it's a must-have for the entire uh, Snyder and Capullo run, and I also recommend getting the the tie-in stories just to kind of get a a bigger sense of what mm. what all goes on because you know it needs some with explanation the yeah. with the family how they all got tied family. up and captive you know <laughs> there at the very end they can make a mini omni of this to so many tie-ins and yeah. in the tie-ins you you see the Catwoman stuff that you don't get any of in yeah, the new series that's true right. Oh, that's right. I oh, so I don't know. I mean, it it was a good story, <laughs> and I agree with Tom. There were there were parts where, to me, the artwork wasn't fully executed as high a standard as what like Court of Owls had. I don't know if that was you know from the pencils or the inks or the colors. It just I don't know. It didn't. Did somebody from the team change, like from the art team from the first series, like. Well, I know that, you know, when we talked to him, Glapian said that after a while, he was yeah. no longer part of the team. Yeah. And I don't I, know. If I, I, I accidentally made I accidentally made uh, Jonathan tell us that Greg had fired him. <laughs> right. <laughs> then he came back though. <laughs> yeah. He came back. Yeah, he came back better than ever. Um, but I'm not saying that it was. Wait, who was doing one this? Mickey. Them, but just who was doing no. Things? This was Glapian. Oh, this was glad I mm-hmm. forgot. Yeah, it's the old cheat team. That, I don't know. Greg has a style with his faces for human faces, and you definitely know when you're looking at a Capullo. You know that's that's Greg Capullo, and I mean he doesn't try to be like super, you know, pristine and 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 perfect. He he still likes to have it, you know, a little bit comic-y, and that's that's fine. Um, but there were just some panels that. Yeah, I thought maybe it wasn't his A A game, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny uh, that this is coming up here because I'm, I was just looking it up, and it looks like it's issue 19 where Danny Mickey comes on. So it's right after uh, Death of the Family that uh, the change was made. For Zero Year? Uh, well, even before Zero Year. Uh, issue 19 is uh, just pre, I believe. Mm. So, I mean, it, it's a good story. It's it's definitely a keeper and a, a rereader, but... Mm. I, is, I, is it an absoluter? Got, no. Yeah. I've got I other think, favorites of, you know, of, of Batman and, and Capullo and Snyder that I think they really shine. I think they were supposed to come out with absolute for this, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Surprised they haven't. Yeah, yeah they're going to do a bunch of them. Uh, I like it. Four out of five. Good art. A, a lot of horror elements. A lot of shit happened in this. When you look at all the events and scenes, uh, I liked it better. Over than, five issues. Damn. Yeah, I liked it better the second time around. That's for sure. Uh, it's not perfect, but uh, I, I do think it'd make a good animated movie because it's a lot of tense suspense and horror element into this. Uh, and um. You know, uh, the, the ending's all right. I think that was a little tricky, but uh, it, I just hate when people talk while they fight. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> just uh, fight. I think it started off really well for any story. <laughs> like, uh, and then there's a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like who's got time to talk while you're fighting? It's true. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, but they have to like shed the skin of the of this Joker. For this, whatever. But I, I think Endgame's a lot better, so we'll get to that. So that's good, man. So I'd say it averages around a four, right? Trying to. <laughs> we that's a great. That's a great average. Yeah, which is a decent average for the panel. And well, four, four is a good average on some things. You know, four wouldn't be such a good average on something else, but. Dang, believe it's <laughs> a subway sandwich, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah but you know like you said i think it's a good springboard into into end game which people loved a lot more mm. um you know it's it's a good build up and a lot, a lot of good things you know especially the art Capullo mm. uh really shows you know his strengths yeah so. So yeah, I mean, you could always rely on Capullo art in general. I yeah, think he's just he just really he just Capullo, you know, he stands out. Yeah, it, it kind of just helps the story just move along. Mm. I do no want to read. Good um, or bad? Actually, damn! I, I now now I kind of regret not reading the tie-ins. I think that would have brought more to it. I'm kind of curious how the tie-ins going, but uh, we check that out in the future. But uh, but yeah. So for anyone who hasn't read it, if you want a good horror style joker story with great art death of the family is definitely a, a recommended trade the average is about around four out of five for the bad force panel so definitely yeah. check that out thanks for listening bad force radio itunes soundcloud spotify youtube hey gotham dwellers make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to bat force radio we can be found on itunes and soundcloud don't miss out Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.